Bzz, bop, bop. You are now listening to Critical Darlings. This week, the Clever Boys begrudgingly watched 1953's Robot Monster, a very low-budget sci-fi romp that has been eviscerated in Hollywood for half a century. Now prepare your ears for additional erudite remarks from your hosts, whose only film critical qualifications include watching movies and degrees from the 13th best college in Texas. Commencing episode, this is Robot Monster. This movie's horny as shit. <laughs> Their assholes are always out. It's mm. insane. Airtight. Awesome. I'm psychic in many ways. That guy's had like three sandwiches this week. Let's fucking kill him. <laughs> that was, in a word, insane. D. I, I won't do drugs. A won't have an attitude. R. I will respect myself. E. I will educate me now. And scene. And scene. How many drugs have you done since the last episode? Since the last episode, I have done some prednisone. I have done some mirtazapine. Mirtazapine. That's Um, good. That is all. I've done Lexapro. I did. Have you drank at all this week? Um, I've had a sip. I tried a beer, but I've not like drank. Drank. I think what did I, I had one. Okay, this is crazy. Hi, okay. I'm Sir Maxim. I am a no. drag king extraordinaire from Austin, Texas. Wow, and I'm Clayton. And he's Clayton. Uh, and this is Critical, Critical Darling. It's a film podcast where we watch sh- film. Podcast. We watch shite ass movies with some bad flicks. Some piece of garbage bad movies. Bad flicks. I say that's Clayton having sex no, on a, no, on a, on a no, Wednesday. No. Um, Why on a Wednesday? Uh, because you're not. You're off your game on a Wednesday. That's, Saturday night is, is whenever you true. go to town. That is true. But but seriously, I had but one seriously. vodka cranberry. My friend could not make it Ooh. to a show I was in, so she Venmoed me twenty five dollars to have a shot. It was like nice. What? Thanks. Thank you. But what? A shot? Mm-hmm. 25 bucks? I had a vodka crayon and it was $5. I tipped $5 because I, I had a whole, I said, keep the 10, uh-huh. darling. Sugar. I had a vodka cranberry after I had, I had already performed at this point, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I watched this drag king named Spank Knightley perform. And even though I only had one vodka crayon, I was so emotional, I started crying. Uh-huh. And the performance <laughs> was to a Weird Al polka song. <laughs> and it was so good and inspiring to me. I started crying because uh-huh. <laughs> I loved it so much. Um, but I sent you the photo. I sent the friend, the friend yes, Federation yes, photos. Yes, yes, Yeah. Um, Spank Knightley is so good. Spank Knightley is a drag king whose, whose face is a mask. That they draw on themselves, and they were just like Willy Wonka. Uh, Hayden of Sepian, a friend of the show, a roommate of the hosts. Begrudging um, friend of the show. Yes, he Thin just came ice. over. Uh, he's brushing his teeth currently. He just came over and held up a, his notes app to me with a note that says, Post Explorer for you, Soju. Max, we have both drink this week. We did both drink. That was good. That was, It's very yummy. S. I won't do so, Ju. Oh, I'll lose my olditude. Um, my no, my ode. To, uh, anyway, my ode to joy. Oh, That's but so yeah, I and I don't really drink much, but I stopped drinking like last November ish after I had uh-huh. a terrible night drinking. But I think I'm back to it because it's fun now again. I love a little and drink here and yeah, there. Yeah, I want to enjoy it. Enjoy myself. Yeah. I love getting loose. I just hate paying for it. Yes. I am someone who I will literally die. I would rather die. Seriously, I'm not even joking. Die than pay for a drink at a bar. Except for mm-hmm. that time I did on Friday. Because mm-hmm. I was living. Oh, so somebody paid for it for you. Period. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it doesn't even count. So, Max, speaking of which, do we want to get right into that? You've had a very fun little weekend. I had an amazing weekend. I would love to get right into it. I was uh, both a performer and uh, an audience member at the Austin International Drag Festival, AIDF. Happens every year. 
uh, this is my first year, but I think it's been going on for like seven, eight years or something. Uh-huh. Uh, it's just a drag festival that brings people to Austin, Texas from all around, mostly America, some Canada. And I think I saw one person from the UK. I don't know how many people from the UK, but yeah. And some some Aussies. I think I saw an Aussie there, too. Mm-hmm. It was so fucking phenomenal. It was there were some people who had been on TV, like the bigger headliners, and there were some people who were like really big in the drag world, like pageant people. But most I tell you, it's probably like I want to say it was like a hundred, a hundred fifty people in total performing. Uh, in these like cattle call type shows where it was just like person after person after person after person for like five hours. Uh, but it was so illuminating and so much fun. There was a show on Thursday I did not go to, but I went to a show on Friday, which was dedicated to drag kings. And it was an all drag king show. And when I tell you, like, I, I can't even describe. So I walk up to Valhalla on Red River, which is down the street from Cheer Up Charlie's. Mm-hmm. And I walk up, and as I'm, inter- I'm in full drag, uh, this outfit, this corset that was too big for me that I had to sew it uh, so it would fit, but this outfit I had made that I was really proud of, I walk up, and there is, this name, will, this name won't mean anything to you, Clayton, but this is crazy, and there is Utica standing right there. I know that name. Yes, of course. Not super familiar with the person, <laughs> but I know the name. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, and... Utica is out of drag, and she was on Drag Race season 13, and she's amazing at fashion. She's so fucking good. Uh, and she comes up, and she was like – she, like, looks at me and, like, recognizes me as if I was, like, an old friend, even though we've never even met. She never she has no idea who I am, but she's such a kind soul. And she, like, literally comes up, hugs me immediately. I haven't even said anything to her, and she's uh. like – I love your outfit. Like, oh, hey. Like, she said, is that a drag I see? Is that a drag? And I said, yes, yes. It was so much fucking fun. And then we get to the door and she didn't have her wristband. Like, we all had to have wristbands to, like, get into the bars without paying. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, the bar guy was like, do you have your wristband? And Utica was like, um, well, uh, I don't know. Um, I don't, because she talks like that. She's like, um, I'm, I'm, I'm a headliner. And she's, like, so, like, gentle and kind. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, yeah, right this way. And he, like, lets her in. And it was so fucking sweet. And then we go over into the performance area together and like we open the door and there's literally like packed to the brim with it literally is like Super Smash Bros. Like every uh-huh. like every type of silhouette you can seriously even fathom. Like I'm not uh-huh. even exaggerating. Every outfit, every type of person was all there. And I was like, it was me and Utica walking into this performance of a clown uh, with this big, like, wacky hair and, like, blood all over her face. And, like, her teeth were, like, candy-looking. And uh, just, like, looking around. And then doing this performance. I don't even know. It was a song in German. I didn't even know what they were saying. And they, they were just, mm-hmm. like, staring at people. And then every time they would stare at someone, everyone would be like, yeah! And they would, like, cheer. And then the person who went up next uh, was named Vera and took pizza, fresh pizza out of the box opened their panties, rubbed the pizza all up against their crotch and then started eating it and then rubbed it all over their ass and threw it out to the audience and someone on the audience started eating it too. And it was like, yeah, everyone was like screaming. Uh So much fucking fun. I tell you most, so most drag Kings. Well, I don't know. I don't want to make a generalization. A lot of drag Kings are a, a fab like assigned female at birth, either cis women or trans men or just Uh anything. Um, and what was so interesting to me is that like the drag king community I find is so much more accepting of weirdness and messiness and like more punkness, uh, than a lot of the kind of mainstream drag or drag you'll see like on drag race or drag you'll see even out at a normal bar. Uh-huh. So it was so much more like a punk concert. It really felt like it was just people who were like literally nearly naked, like singing live on stage and other people doing choreography. And there was, it was so messy and everyone cheering and there was no bad vibes at all. And like every single type of performer and drag person and of every gender was like cheering for each other. And like that, I can't even tell you like how important that is to like see 
someone whose drag is like more accepted, quote unquote, uh, cheering for someone whose drag is not really accepted, mm-hmm. and vice versa. Seeing someone who who's who does really fringe drag or really bizarre drag that is not as mainstream, cheering for someone who does really quote you know mainstream drag, mm-hmm. and it's just like oh yeah, like none of none of the rules we have are real. Like even within drag. No, like we think that drag has no rules, but often, you know, we'll put rules. You can't do this. You can't do this. Like if you're this, if you're that or that, but literally I would just like stare up at the people on stage and like the full fantasy that they were trying to achieve was completely apparent. Like it was not like, Oh, that's someone performing on stage. I was like, that is the performance that they are doing. Like they are, they have become a King like in front of me. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. It was like, I can't even, yeah. Hell yeah. Like, yeah, I saw a lot of pictures and videos on your Instagram, and it looked like oh, a really, really cool thing. It was just like, hey, welcome back, guys. Um, So Audacity is homophobic, and they are limiting drag, and they are silencing queer voices, and Audacity is funded by Big Texas, and they're in the pocket of Big Texas and the Texas lawmakers because they don't want me to talk about drag. And Audacity started cutting out at the, at the end of my big drag speech. So if you have any more questions about the drag festival, text me individually. Either that or <laughs> I accidentally hit a button. We'll or, never or, know. Or Clayton did it on purpose. Who knows? Clayton was like, I hate this. He was trying, he was trying to fast forward through <laughs> me talking. Um, we had a slip up. Yes. But we're back but, now. But in the end... I'm a better I'm a better I'm a better person than you. Not you, Clayton, the listener. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if that's better or worse. Uh-huh. Um, no, but it was so much fun. We're but, we're both better than you. Perry, because you're listening to this and we're making uh-huh. it so. Which one of us do you think is better? Um like, if you had to rate rate us each out of ten. I think if we made like a like a like a like a ten point review of like humanity, uh-huh. like morals, cleanliness, uh-huh. kindness, talent. Uh-huh. I think the scores would vary, but we would come out pretty even. But uh-huh. I won't say what I think each of us would score in those kind of. I think that's right. I think I think that there would be di- there's we, we excel out. in different ways. There's some points where it's like, hey, we're both obviously we're both hey. very funny, right? Are we both the same amount of, of fashionable? Fu- Are we both the same amount of kind of right of, you know, um, frugal? Yes. Yeah, because <laughs> that, that, that's one of the ten things that you would recommend. Uh-huh. On. Um, I should genuinely make like a sheet, not of an actual person, <laughs> but like the ten principles of what I think make a good person. What if we just? This is actually something we have a little group chat with our with our oh, dearest friends. If we just like dropped our like, look, we made a we made a rubric, and this yeah. is how everybody stacks up. Yeah, what if we made a rubric and everyone fills them out anonymously, so you have all of your results, <laughs> but you can't see what anyone said about you? Honestly, I'm the kind of person I, I would want that. Love I would love that. that. I would love. That. Because also, this it, it honestly can kind of help if you see like you scored low on the maybe like the or like the the the, the, the punctuality aspect. You're like, uh-huh. I didn't realize. As so some people, people we know would, yeah. Then you're like, okay, I kind of want to bump that up. Then yeah, maybe we should do this. It, I think we should. It, sh- it should be a quarterly thing. Yeah, and I think we should. I think you should be subject for removal as well. If you oh fail. yeah, oh yeah. If your if you average have a is too low, failing grade. It's like Uber. If you have like less than three stars or whatever, don't you get axed? Um, okay, maybe, so Clayton, what was your weekend? You had Easter Day. Christ rose from the grave, and I was thinking about this. He died on Good Friday, correct? On a Friday, TGIF. Thank goodness it's Friday. Yeah, thank God it's. Oh, Sore subject, Jesus. Um, and how many days later till he rose again? Do they say he died? Three days later, he rose again. So he should Saturday, be. Sunday. If he yeah. if he rose three days later, he would have risen on Monday. So did they? Did he die Friday like morning, like at three a.m.? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure the sun was setting when he died because he was on the cross for three days and he was. He was nailed up there on a Wednesday. Whoa. Did you not know that? No, I never even thought about the three days thing. That, like, it is... That's weird. Wait, uh-huh. can, I, can I look that up right now? Go for it. Okay. And we're going to have some kind of explanation, and I bet the expl- explanation is going to make us both go, oh, okay, I guess. I mean, I think they're just going to be like, well, you know, it's three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, eh? 
That was probably just like a, that was probably just how they said like three days later back then. Probably included the day of. I'm googling three days later Monday Easter. <laughs> um, okay, you keep talking. I'm gonna find an answer. Yes. So for Easter, I went to church with my parents, and they uh, go to a different church now. They asked me. They were like, "Hey, Clayton, would you come to church with us for Easter?" And I was like, "Of course I will, because I love you." Um, and this church that they're going to now is like a mega church kind of. Uh-huh. Um, it was like very weird vibes. I, I went into it and immediately I was like, oh, this is weird because it's like, this is the church of like, it, it's, it's super fancy and they've got like the stage lights and it's like all dark inside and they've got the screens up and like this, the fog machines. Yeah. But it was, it's super, it's way, way smaller than any of those that I've ever seen. The 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 size for the congregation was like so much smaller than any mega church. Um, was it a bunch of empty seats, or was it just a tiny? Uh, it it was just it was a small space. It, uh-huh. it, it, it was pretty full. Okay, yeah. Um, but so it starts and already getting kind of like culty vibes. Yeah. Uh, from like, you I've been are, to a lot of churches. You are so brave for like still going. Like, even for your family, like, going to church and sitting down and watching that. I love my family. And uh, so it starts, and yeah, it comes out, and there's four people in all white suits um, that these are the musicians, and they start singing. Okay. And there's a point where during the song, one of them steps out, and he goes, my people here tonight and a spotlight hits him as all the other lights fade away. A spotlight hits him and he says, we're not here to put on a show tonight as, as there's like ah. fog on the stage and the spotlight hits him. And it's like, it's just like the thing that I've been to a lot of churches and overall stop bragging. I've been to more churches than you. Um, hot pocket, hot pocket. Um, but the 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 one the 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 church that really annoys me is the church that you can tell they don't care about religion. They're just trying to get like have Mon- power over these people and, and get money from these people. Yeah, um, very so sad. They're like doing this thing, and then they fade away. And then there's like this choir of people. Who usually when it's like oh, it, we're a church and we bring like a choir on stage that's maybe not the most trained. It's usually these people that would be like children. Um, but this was right. like 30 people ages like 14 to like 38. Um, that's what the church was like. Well, the Easter church was like at my church when I was growing uh, yeah. um, up. is crazy though. one of the people in there... Was somebody that I recognized. No way. Who I used to work with. No way. Who I no longer work with. And I have on good authority. I I know nearly for a fact that this person, not that there's anything at all wrong with this. Okay. Okay. It just, it is odd to me that this person is currently a stripper. Wow. And is is like. People are full of contradictions. A representative at a church. Isn't that so, like. People are so full of multitudes. Uh-huh. That's crazy. Uh-huh. There is there are some people who do drag who are Christian. And I'm uh-huh. like, that is so interesting to me. Like, that's just so contradictory in my world in my world. But my world is always being expanded. Uh-huh. Was she a good singer? Was she stripping? I couldn't. She was not stripping. I couldn't hear her <laughs> they, they voice. I couldn't pick her voice. <laughs> you up. couldn't pick. Her. Well, I mean, she was blending in very well. Uh huh. Um, I guess. Yeah. I guess that means that she was not a terrible singer. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then the main thing, the craziest thing, this also this was very much a church where it was like, it was like seventy five percent whites in there, Ugh. and it was hey, only the white people that. that were going. Like they would be like. All right, and then they'll be like, "Amen, amen," and like hold their hands Ooh, yeah. up, um, I, which felt weird. I any time that someone would show any emotion at church uh-huh. when I was a kid, I'd be like, "That's embarrassing. You're embarrassing." Like, I used to, I went to a church where most people literally would just stand like, like the the meme of like how a, a white man stands or something like that, like an awkward white guy like standing with his hands in his pockets, just kind of like standing there awkwardly with like no social skills. Uh-huh. That is exactly how. 
everyone at my church, 150 people in this gymnasium. Because before we got a bit, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you just see, like, look over the entire crowd. And then maybe one person was, like, raising their hands to, like, sing with Jesus or whatever. So when it's, like, a room full of people like that, the person raising their hand is in the minority. So it's, like, embarrassing. They're like, why are you doing that? It's um, weird. <laughs> speaking of which, before I get to the, the, the thing that was very odd to me, um, this was just a, an, another thing. It was This was also very odd. Uh-huh. I was amongst... A monk. Amongst I was the a monk. tallest people in that church. What? Yeah. Wait, what? I, I like I was looking around and I was like, <laughs> you can see everyone. The you can see the top of <laughs> yeah, the I, I, I was like, what? I, I would like looked out and it was like there were a lot of people that were like my height. Yeah. Or, or like several people, but <laughs> for so the funny. most part, everybody was like shorter than me this is this is and a, again if you're if you're audio only and if, if you don't know us in real life I, the this podcast this is only an audio episode yeah but if you don't know us in real life uh i'm not a tall man i'm no. i'm five eight <laughs> no, Clay's all right not all right all right all right Mike. but seriously that is crazy it was a short church it was a short yeah. church and the service was short um mm, oh it, was, it was about an hour it was God, an hour I it was an hour hate- which is not that bad I so I hate going out in the morning. I hate people dressed up acting like the morning is normal. I I hate church. I hate it. I hate that shit. And I hate that for so long. I tried to love it. Mm-hmm. That's what I. I, uh, I also a That's little thing about most. me. I got home at one a.m. that night. Isn't that insane? Um, the night before, and oh, never mind. And then that morning, or that that night even. I knew that I was going to have to wake up at about seven to drive down there. Jesus Christ. Um, and because I, w- I knew, I was like, okay, I have six hours. I have to sleep. Yeah. Whenever I'm in that mindset, nope. there is absolutely no sleep to be no had. Sleep. In the inn. No sleep in the inn. Yeah. Um, and? And so I, I, I literally did not sleep at all that night. And I was in a very weird headspace going right. to this place. But... Is Jesus real? Is this real? Who knows? Who's to say? You had a crisis of faith. Um, but the sermon starts. Uh, the pastor comes out, and he's he's God. very like this. The vibes of this guy are very like. I wish I was a stand-up comedian. Um, is that is the vibe of because ev- it's stand-up comedian adjacent? You have to mm-hmm. do. You have to get the audience on your side. Have them trust you. Talk. Do some light jokes. Tension. Yeah. Uh huh. And so he comes out, and the the start of this is like, you know, everybody talks about how, you know, religion is on the decline Shut in the America. Fuck Shut the fuck up. Um, and he's like, but I don't think religion's on the decline. It is. I think Christianity's on the decline in America. Good. Because we have religion here. And oh, God. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, no. And so he was like, we've got money. And okay. it was just like, that, okay, that, that yeah. is a, that's like one of the main things that people say at church is that we, you should have no other gods. You got money is your God. Listen up. I am happy that he said money and not another ma word. I was really scared. He was going to say something else. What were you going to say? Muslims. Oh, no, they no, no. used to say that they used to just, but whenever a past, a Christian pastor says the word Muslim, it just does not come out uh-huh. right to me. I don't like the way it sounds. And so I was like, okay. He's gonna go classic pastor. The the other gods people have money, sex, drugs, food, yeah, right, yeah. all the right. other things that in America we're like we like this thing, and pastors are like you're putting this above God. But he says Fact. money, second one, the second one, the very next thing he goes survey to, says he says, and then science, you know, eh, Doctor Fauci, Doctor Fauci said. If you're against me, then you're against science. And he was like, I don't remember. This is what he said. He says, I don't remember science being God. Because <laughs> um, this whole thing he had, that was a moment where he, he had a little teleprompter on his thing. And this was all like, you could hear the way he was talking. This was very heavily. His eyes were like locked to the podium. This was, this sermon was like one long piece of prose that he had written. And he was delivering it like, it was like, a like prose competition almost. Yes. Um, I know the exact like, way you're talking. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like it's a fucking, um, like, like slam poem. Uh huh. And he was like, but people don't even know that when you go to countries like 
Saudi rich to, to the, and like he would like list off like ten things. He'd be like, oh my or like Nigeria or America or the the the, or the, the, the. Oh, and then people are like, yeah, I like the longer it goes on, the longer they Where it's like, yeah, well maybe, maybe we're not the letter A, or the letter B, but I'm the letter C, the letter D, E. F and G Woo-hoo. and H and I yeah. and J and K. Like I, that makes me so like uh-huh. I hate whenever I see people using that kind of tech talking device. Uh-huh. I'm like, you are so transparent. Like yeah. you are so. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. obviously a thing. Oh my god, that okay. I'm gonna be straight up. I'm like, part of me is like, oh, I'm so depressed that you know they hate science, whatever. Part of me is like, okay, it makes sense because they're being brainwashed by uh-huh. you know the media and everything, whatever. But damn. And then they're, the, still, they're talking about Fauci. They're still talking about Fauci. Can yeah, they find yeah, a new yeah. guy to talk about. This also, was how we started. It's Easter. <laughs> and then immediately after, this is the start yeah. of his message. <laughs> Number three, he's talking about religions that have taken over America, right? And he's like, and then everybody has to be so sorry all the time. White people, right? Whiteness. Oh. And if you're white, you got to apologize for being white. Make it make sense. That's what he said. He says, make it make sense. Oh, my. It's <laughs> Easter. Uh-huh. Dude, it's- I, yeah, I, that's what I was like. I was like, this is a fucking Easter service. <laughs> You're supposed to talk about Jesus, bro. Yeah, like Jesus has You're- not arrived at the door yet. He has not shown up in this conversation. Uh, that is crazy. His whole sermon oh had nothing God, to do with Easter. So Most of the rest of it was just like exactly what you'd expect. There was one really long segment where he, he would... T- <laughs> this was my least favorite part. He would get to points where he clearly had written like, tell this story. And he would yeah. like kind of put his head up from the thing. And he was like... He he would switch from being like, and that's why the love that you have lost will always find you again. And then he would look up and he'd be like, I went hiking the other day. And I was like, um, yeah, yeah, and he yeah. told this long story about hiking where he was like, he was like, and then I got lost. And then I was, and he was like miming on stage, like stool fucking. And he was like, he was like, he was like, and then I, w- I was hiking up. And, and, and I, I crawled through the bushes and he like he like mimicked it and then he was let like let me guess a story where you get lost let me guess how uh-huh. this turns out uh huh and he was it was like it was all building too to like a, a pre-written punchline where he oh had gone hiking in Oregon and got lost and he came out and the people were like where did you come from and I said Texas and everybody's like ah! <laughs> um and then and then. <laughs> We're about we're about thirty minutes into this podcast, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> um, Guys, we're gonna talk about it, and we're gonna talk about it long. We're gonna talk about it so hard. Who could hard. that even be? Oh, I forgot Hayden went out. Sorry. Wait, I, I fully th- thought Hayden was in his bedroom. I thought like, a, a fifth <laughs> yeah. person was coming. I was, in, like, I was like, who the fuck? Who? Like everybody is here. <laughs> yeah, like, Did somebody go out the window? <laughs> um, have, you, have you seen that? Wait, you go. Anyway, church. <laughs> What were you saying? <laughs> Have you seen the photo? It's a meme. Okay, I can't says, wait to hear it this. It says whole house mad. And it's these two. <laughs> <laughs> you know it? I, I, I've you know seen this one? Other, I'm familiar with other ones that use that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that, you're talking you're about. You're familiar with this genre. I'm familiar with whole house mad, but I don't <laughs> yeah. know about. Uh, it was where like, these two adults are fighting and screaming at each other. And they're next to like this another person who's yelling next to like a little girl. Who is like pulling it like a dog or something, and the dog uh-huh. is like pulling at the cat, and the cat and the dog are fighting. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, okay, so man, Clayton, what do we do on this podcast? We and seriously, I we're gonna we always have to talk about. <laughs> wait, wait, what did you? Say? You me interrupting? Did we fucking me interrupting you? Like after I tell you to say something. Um. Uh, what? Oh, we're gonna talk about Robot Monster for forty-five minutes. Yes. Period. Like so, the yes. podcast is gonna be extra long because yes. you know we think about that. Yeah, we just had some shit to say. Sorry for giving you fucking content, losers. That's, that's free. People complain. Virgin. You never, never talking about the movie. Well, make your own. Well, buy us cameras and mm. rub, rub, rub a dub dub. <laughs> Why is that so funny to me? I don't know. Why? Go, well, ru- go fucking rub a dub dub, <laughs> you fucking pansy. 
Oh, you man. turkey lurky. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We watched a movie. We watched a fucking movie. Because what we do every week on this podcast. What makes me so mad is that we have to explain this every fucking time. I hate these motherfuckers <laughs> that don't apparently know what's going on. By the way, the Indian elephant who was pregnant when the show started has still not given birth. Wow. Indian elephant watch we have six more weeks until the birth of the Indian elephant baby true <laughs> um Max and I surprised each other with movies I made Max watch baby geniuses last week he still has not forgiven oh me. my god that was so bad and he took us to what movie do we watch 1953's Robot Monster, Bro. a sci-fi classic about a man from Mars. Mars. So I read trivia about it. Uh-huh. So this movie is about an alien from the moon, it says. It uh-huh. says he's from uh-huh. the moon in uh-huh. the movie, but because it did so poorly in its first day, I think, Mm-hmm. They changed the name to uh, Monster from Mars, rather from Robot Monster to Monster from Mars, I think. Uh-huh. And he's not from Mars. <laughs> he's from the moon. I mean, why wouldn't they just change it to Monster from the moon? But, you know, science. We're married to science. Is Mars the moon? Science. You know, science. We're going to get what? jobs. I'm your pastor. I'm doing your pastor. Oh, you're my pastor. But now I'm doing Biden. We're going to make some jobs. Okay. We're going to make jobs. Okay. I don't really do impersonations very well. You kind of said you were kind of doing a Woody Allen right there. Other than, uh, oh, I don't really know that guy. <laughs> but so, Robot Monster 1953 tells the story of humanity at its limit. Six In a dream. <laughs> Clayton! Sorry. Sorry. Six people remain mm-hmm. on the planet because they have been annihilated. Oh, yeah. By Roman and the Roman. So, Roman, R-O-Man, yes. is the monster who uh-huh. looks like a... I think gr- it's... I think Roman is the doctor. Wrong. What is that? Like Roman's... Like Frankenstein. Frankenstein's a doctor. Frankenstein's a monster. Oh, I see. That's funny. <laughs> um, so, um, what's up, Hayden? So, Roman... Uh, you really? I was on a ball. I was on the ball, Clayton. And then you threw me off. Sorry, you pushed me off the ball because I'm the circus monkey to get all the tips, and you pushed me off the ball. You're the jealous circus monkey. I was the seal. You were using my ball, and because oh, that's true. And we are two animals at the circus who have to put in fucking work overtime because the goddamn Indian elephant is still in fucking labor for two uh-huh. fucking years. Literally, did you hear about this, Hayden? Twenty-two months takes an Indian elephant twenty-two months. To give to gestate a baby, mm. how long? Think of a possum. Think of a possum. Think of one now from West Virginia. How long? I'm surprised you, I remember that still. That's really impressive. How long do you think it takes a possum to gestate their baby? He put food in his mouth while so, we were asking him that question. So have sex. You're you about to have to talk. He's putting more food in his Hayden. mouth. Hayden. Um. So. A possum has. Imagine a possum having sex right now. We're going to talk about the movie, too. I'm, tar- I'm talking about it now. <laughs> Clayton's smile. I mean, Hayden's smiling. Hayden just crossed his legs when he was thinking about the possum, you freak. Um, so, <laughs> bonerific. Uh, so, the possums fuck. How um, many days do you think it takes until you see a possum baby come out of the mom possum? How long do you think? Like, how. It's really short. How long do you think? Well, triple that. Add one. Thirteen days is correct. It's not thirteen days. Not even two weeks. Not even two weeks. So anyway, uh, so Roman is a gorilla wearing a space astronaut's uh, helmet, and we're told that he is. We are told that he is a robot monster. Mm -hmm. Again, Um, (laughs) not even not again. Sorry, this is something we talked about off podcast. He was supposed to be the idea in the script. He is supposed to be just a robot. However, they could not afford a robot costume and instead had to not even just buy a gorilla costume. 
They had to find an actor who, who already, already owned a gorilla suit <laughs> and put him in a space helmet. <laughs> and say, this is the robot monster. Uh, and it is the robot monster. And he blows up humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, and humanity, in fear, because they think the bombs came from other humans... Uh, start to attack each other and annihilate each other. Mm-hmm. And when Roman reveals himself that he is like an alien, they try to unite, but it's too late because humanity already basically killed itself. And so he finishes off humanity, except for these six people who have the mm-hmm. antidote to his death ray. So he can't kill these people. Mm-hmm. And um, this movie is probably like, uh, like from a technical aspect, the second worst movie we've ever watched from technical because I think uh-huh. the first, I think Horror of Party Beach is worse. Uh-huh. And, and honestly, it's, it's it's pretty hard. Yeah. But this I movie, mean, I would argue that Fart the Movie is below both of these. Oh, you're right. Probably actually, a yeah. talking cat as well. Actually, you're right. Yeah. Because but this, other than those, yeah. this is still made by like a production team of people uh-huh. who like make movies. Well, yeah. I can't say they make them well, but so this is. A new thing I think I've found, I was telling Clayton this, you know, a lot of people like to watch bad movies for fun. I think my version of that is watching bad movies from this era specifically mm-hmm. of just really shitty, bad sci-fi movies. Uh, I just love them. I am so, they're just so charmingly bad because mm-hmm. you can tell that they just made this, I guess, to make money. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, and it did. It made, I think, over a million dollars on a 20K budget, which is crazy. Because it is panned as one of the worst movies of all time. Though it was in 3D, which I don't know what that means for the time period for 1953. Because I imagine it's like Shark Boy and Lava Girl, the hands reaching out. But I didn't see any opportunity where that would be utilized here. I don't even think they had a concept of that. You know, but still. So basically, uh, this all the movie, the whole movie just takes place in a child's dream. Mm-hmm. And it's really cute and charming. And Clayton clocked it from literally the very beginning. <laughs> It was, uh-huh. it was like being spoiled for the sixth sense. It was, it was like, so it, to be fair, it was kind of obvious, obvious <laughs> because the alternative to that was that this kid got struck by lightning and then fell asleep in the bad guy's lair for about what, like a year, yeah, I guess. And I, then <laughs> like the bad guy never got him and then he just woke up and walked away. Um, <laughs> because there are there are three set pieces. There are three locations they yeah. use for filming. There is a cave, uh, which also not inside the cave, just the mouth of the cave, outside the cave, and then just like a black pit where uh-huh. the characters come in and out of. Yeah. Um. There is like the the ruins, like the fortress that mm. the main characters stay at. And then there yeah. is a grassy field between the cave and the fortress, which uh-huh. we assume is maybe one sixteenth of a mile. Not, uh-huh. It's like easily within walking distance uh-huh. of each other. So again, the, this, he has destroyed all of earth. <laughs> he has devices that he can use to see all around earth. Yeah. And um, to bomb earth and kill every single human being. Yes. And, currently these bad guys the last refuge of humanity these good guys sorry these good guys i i'm sorry i always think like a roman yeah um wait that's suspicious sounds like mm-hmm. something a roman would say i think like a roman sounds like a thing a roman would say <laughs> um but the humans that he is the bad guys to him at least right are currently hiding they're hiding out in the one place he would never look Roughly a hundred yards from where he lives. Uh, and he is not always in the cave. He's no. always right outside the cave. Uh-huh. Like he, he could easily His, walk there. Yeah. Seemingly, I, I would assume that there is nothing in the cave. And then on literally on the outside of the cave, there is a little a Skype machine where he Skypes to his home planet and Skypes the people at uh in the in the the thing which yeah. even then do you think he ever was like in a video call with them and then like heard an echo of something on their screen that he heard in real life oh and then was like wait say it again wait hold on say it again wait let me mute myself okay is how's your wi-fi there 
Yeah. I just mean like, so imagine like a rock falls near him. He would literally, they're close enough that he would hear that shit on his screen and be like, wait a sec. These guys are right next to me. What? Never mind. <laughs> I don't know what the H you're saying, but here's, here are the notes I wrote down. For first, from the very beginning, the sound mixing and the audio mixing on this movie is a complete and utter failure. I think everyone uh-huh. who does the sound mixing here should be completely fired. And I want to say, well, it was 1953. Hell no. Golden Age of Hollywood happens around then. The sound mixing is good there. Mm-hmm. This truly it is like so insane for me to think like they got away with this uh-huh. <laughs> because you look at movies like from the forties and the fifties and you're like, wait, these are really high quality. Not all movies back then had shit like uh, equipment. Obviously they couldn't afford good equipment, especially back then. I imagine it was a lot more gate kept and just hard to come by, but I'm like, they really got away with this and people paid to see this mm-hmm. <laughs> and this made it to a movie theater. Yeah. It would be like a YouTube video being put in a movie theater. This is crazy. I love it, though. I, I do love it. Um, um, yeah, it also starts with... There's a shot. In, so the 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 boy and the girl, Johnny there's, there's and Susan or whatever. There's a little boy. Yeah, a yeah, little, little boy and a little girl. They're sister. siblings. And hey, keep an eye on the little girl. Because we <laughs> she will come does back something there. crazy later. Uh, so they walk over. They're going to go talk to these strange <laughs> men in a this, cave. This, um, <laughs> he's wearing a space helmet because he loves space. Because he has uh, a dream about, which is why he has a dream. And so he's know? like, I'm going to go talk to them. And we see they're, they're way over there. And these two men are in a cave. And in the cave, in the cave. Realistic, in any other movie, we'd be like, all right, let's quit real quick. Obviously, you got a little walk ahead. Let's just do some editing real quick. And now he's at the cave. Let, let's um, cut from where they start to the end uh-huh. and walk up to the cave. Instead, we see about a minute and a half of him <laughs> walking across this long stretch outside the cave. And it's one shot. Yeah, the one shot just, where the camera just kind of like follows these two where, kids walking. He starts really, really far away. Uh-huh, and they like walk. away from the camera. <laughs> yeah, like away. <laughs> He's like tiny on the screen. And they're like, okay, go. And, he, and they just march all the way up to the camera and then turn to the right and they're at the cave. Uh-huh. And they keep the entire thing in. Yeah. And there's this music. Not thing. the only time that happens in this movie. No. There's multiple times. There's another part where later in the film, a character says, Johnny, Johnny, and like waves to him, but he's like so far away. And they just keep in the part where he walks for like 30 seconds at like a very leisurely pace all the Mm -hmm. way up to where they were. He is supposedly running away from Roman. Uh Anyway, so (laughs) uh, it was so funny because while while Johnny's walking, it's like, ding, ding, ding. Think like playful kid music, but it uh, just lasts for so long. I feel like we heard the whole file, like beginning and yeah, end of it. it. <laughs> they put a whole fucking song in there. Yeah, if we just watched and Clayton. It was a music video. <laughs> Clayton said, is any of this necessary? <laughs> and it had just started. And it was kind of like what happened with me. With baby geniuses, I saw happening to Clay. Uh, <laughs> I saw it eating away at him. Uh, but I mean, part of it is I knew going into it that this movie was one hour long. <laughs> and I was like, this is what you're doing with it? Um, it was literally an hour long. Uh, so then these two kids spend a good, you know, five minutes talking yeah. To these two men that they have never... They come talk to these so men in a cave. This was... So personally. This was insane. Uh-huh. These two kids walk to the men. These and, archaeologists. Yes. And they're talking to them and t- in a way where it's like, okay, these are... The, like This the, is like his the, dad and grandpa. Yeah. Um, and he's he, like... He sits on the man, the older man's lap. Immediately. And the man's like, yes, come here, sit on my lap, boy. And he's like, yes. Okay, Sorry, yeah. he's German. He's like... It's like, come sit on my lap, young child. <laughs> young child, young kinder. Um, uh, and and he's, he's like, yes, okay. And then they're like, what are you? What's your name? And I was like, what? <laughs> um, and then the the kid is like, you, you, sir. I, I, I bet, I bet you'd really like my sister. He's talking about not not the young not sister, the but he has an older sister. sister. He has like a thirty year old sister. Uh huh. And then also no dad, no no mom. Uh, no, no. Dad. He has a mom. His dad is dead. <laughs> he says that very early on. He's it's like, a very bleak film. Well, when dad was alive, he let us do this. Um, it's like, okay, shut the fuck up, John. Well, because it's like there's there's the two children, yeah. and then there is the family was very complicated. The, here. the mom and the sister, 
and they meet these two strange men yeah. who are uh, supp- supposed to, I believe, be right fulfill and and complete the lives of yeah. These, of these poor, ladies. these poor husbandless women. It was just so insane. Whenever these kids approached these men in the cave, mm-hmm. and he said, "What is your name?" and we were both like, "Huh? Oh, uh-huh. oh, wh- oh what? Wait, there was no that? stranger danger. Yet. People were just like, <laughs> literally. Yeah, if you see weird men in a cave, just be yeah, like, it's what's cool. going on? Um, and then so then they go back because they they talk about space and they talk about like it sets up that the boy left space mm. and the younger of the two cavemen." Uh, is what I like to call like a 1950s slick kind of gay man where when I saw him, I was like, oh, that's like a gay actor. It was just clear uh-huh. to me. And it was. And I read Wikipedia and yep. he was. And I know that shit. I know how to clock it from back then. Max got it immediately. Immediately. So then I... No, so then the boy... Oh, look at me empathizing with the characters. So the boy and his sister walk back to where they're staying. They're like camping mm-hmm. or something except... Or maybe they're just out on a picnic. They go back to, like, the ruins area, which in his dream becomes, like, their hideaway. Uh, but they're like, okay, we're going to take a nap now. Mm-hmm. And they li- – this was insane to me. It was, like, noon. They put, pull a, they put a picnic blanket out. Put a picnic uh-huh. blanket out. And they all – the two adult women and two children just sleep on their sides on the picnic blanket in the middle of the day. Uh-huh. With, like, rocks under these blankets. And nothing covering them. No pillows. I literally was like, so y'all aren't even trying. Uh At this part, they uh, take a nap or whatever. Uh It's like, and it's like, what? So then he wakes up, the boy wakes up, and he's alone. And he goes over (laughs) back to the cave. He goes back to the cave, and this, out of nowhere, it's like, and, like, lightning strikes down. Uh And... What I think it looks like he gets struck by lightning. Yeah, it might just be lightning strikes and he just falls because he's surprised. But he does uh, not like get up. He falls asleep. Yeah. <laughs> um. So then, there's like this transition period where, you know, it's him dreaming, but the movie's trying to be like, oh, what's happening? Uh-huh. And the way that they convey that like time, quote unquote, <laughs> is passing in this uh-huh. world, and the aliens are attacking, is that for some ungodly reason they cut to footage. Of dinosaurs fighting. Yes. <laughs> of For like two minutes. A long time. It and was like, I was like, wait, is this movie about dinosaurs? Is, like, what the, are, Where's the yeah, robot? Yeah. And so this is what, were those like actual like Komodo dragons fighting? I think that those were like, like Godzilla style, like puppets. They were really, those were kind of impressive because later they um. were like, there were like triceratops figurines that were obviously like toys literally being moved around. Uh-huh. But the first two, they looked really convincing to me. Yep. I was like, they looked, are, they looked good. Those were some dinos. The whole budget was spent on these extremely realistic. Uh-huh. Cause they come back the later, but I don't. Same clip uh-huh. of yeah. the two fighting. Not Except the triceratops. for maybe longer. It might've been the uncut version. Uh huh. Um, so, so then he wakes up. And then that's whenever uh, we see Roman. Roman is revealed, comes out of the cave. And the first thing that you see when this man is in this gorilla suit is how uncomfortable it obviously is. How he uh. cannot move in this suit. <laughs> yeah. And anytime there's a shot of him walking across the field or walking from one place to another, he looks like a sad little kid who's forced to wear this costume. He's like <laughs> uh, trudging along. His like, head is hanging. His hands are like hanging by his sides. He's like... Ugh. <laughs> and he's supposed to be threatening there's one scene where johnny is like above him on like a rock uh-huh. and the uh, roman is like trying to grab him and he <laughs> clearly cannot reach him uh-huh. but johnny is still like like running away uh-huh. uh, but the thing about roman is that although physically he may not be scary to us he has the intelligence of a supercomputer he is very smart and he talks to his boss and he's like, boss, uh, I have almost killed all, all humans. And then there's this such an interesting. I'm, it's honestly crazy how I remember so much about this movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, beat for beat completely from memory. Yeah. Um, and this next sequence really struck a chord with me and Clayton. It's, remember, it's like the bombing sequence. 
Yes. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. When like when we're learning about what happened. Yeah. Yeah. And it was so interesting to us. Don't you agree? Yeah. yeah. It's most interesting because this movie came out. 53. Yeah. In 53. Very fresh off of like Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Not even 10 years ago. And yeah. like in the time of like the Cold War and like nuclear fear and the arms yeah. race. Um, and so it was very interesting to us both that, you know, in this movie that is about like this alien evasion, about this cold, unfeeling race of aliens yeah. that came to wipe out humanity because they think that they're superior and they're smarter, that this is still a movie in which humanity was the doom of itself because of these things that they had created. Yeah, which was so really, really interesting because I, I guess when I see a movie from this time, especially one that is allowed to come out, maybe this is why this is you see this in more of like the pulpy kind of films like this, like more space opera, stuff like that. Mm-hmm where they're not being controlled by like MGM or some huge studio or something like that. I, I believe might be wrong. Um, so maybe they're allowed to kind of have these ideas that are, that are a bit more, uh, I don't want to say rebellious because it's not like a huge controversial idea, but I'm just shocked that it, it addresses this because I would think a movie like this would not allow that kind of message to get out during the cold war where they're trying to control the narrative. I imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really interesting. Like I, it, it was just really, really prudent i guess but i mean of course it would it may make sense because in that time it's all anyone was ever thinking about uh-huh. and they used actual footage of like bombs and stuff like that and i bet like maybe back then it wasn't like scary to people watching it but i'm sure when people saw that they it was chilling like to see that those yeah. must have moved them in a way because i know. mean i think back then surely in the theaters people were even like getting a little bit scared of this monster guy yeah like ah um, just because they couldn't, they they couldn't see anything like that. Yeah, uh, man, I would literally never in my entire life want to live back then. Uh-huh. But I would love to have a conversation with someone watching this movie for the uh-huh. first time back then. Um, I, I guess I suppose I could like read reviews of it from back then. Uh-huh. Uh, but I, I want like the the layman's perspective of what he thinks of this movie. Yeah. It's just so illuminating to the time period of what sci-fi was and maybe like alt Mm. film. I don't know. There's a lot there for me to still discover. And so I'm excited about that. Yeah. But uh, as far as this goes, the the humans have an antidote to the death ray or something. So Roman is going to. So the humans and Roman keep interacting and he's like, I will find you. Mm. I need to find what he talks like that. I need to find where you are. And destroy you. And destroy you. I'm and he's like, kill you. He, he keeps calling them and being like, will you, will you tell me where you, yeah. come on. Tell me. Stop, you're being jerks. And yeah. they're like, we're not going to tell you where we are. And he's like, please, c- come on. If, if you tell me, I'll kill you fast. Uh, it's like, okay, I'm, yeah, you're really, you're buttering us up, dude. Yeah, I mean, it's not, because he's not even like, I'm going to torture you. Either. He's just like, I w- if you tell me where you are, I'll yeah. kill you. Wouldn't you rather me kill you than you be alive? <laughs> Right now, with and there's so many dead humans. A little bit of like, yeah, and I we think we were even talking about this during the movie. We we're like, if only six people like existed, like what's? <laughs> my mind kind of goes to like, what's the point? <laughs> like, uh, it, it's less of like, it, you know, in life, if something bad happens, I want to persevere because the will of humanity and, and the greatness of humans and stuff. But if literally all of the humans are dead. It's a little bit like, okay, I think I would rather be dead. Mm-hmm. I, I think I would fight for my life in almost any situation. Even if there were only six humans left? If Yeah. Yeah. And they were your family? And yeah. You had, and you had to go to church with them? Who's who's even there? Who's Ro- doing it? And Roman's like, are you going to church this Sunday? And I'm like, Roman, like, no. come on, dude. Uh, dude, you love me. So, But I understand why Roman is hesitant to go seek them out himself because you see how fast he walks, uh-huh. which is not fast at all. Even though whenever the humans start getting out of their fortress and, and trying to sabotage Roman or, or, or kill him or something, uh, he gets into a tussle with them. He So he starts getting physical with the humans. Uh-huh. He's like, I can't kill you with my death ray. I'm just going to kill you with my hands. Uh-huh. And for some reason, the humans who, although they know they have the antidote, Roman in their world is still like a giant beast 
who talks with a helmet on. Like, he could, he could still kill them uh-huh. physically. Yeah. And yet that does not stop the little girl, the sister, the f- six-year-old girl. Uh-huh. This is the opposite of a baby genius. Uh-huh. She walks up to Roman <laughs> and says, you can't kill me. I'm you can't do anything to me and Roman's like oh yeah and he picks her up and she's like help me help and then it cuts to another scene uh-huh. <laughs> and then it cuts to him talking to his boss and he's like I've I elim- strangled the little girl to death <laughs> I've eliminated one of the humans and Clayton and I were like what what wait that's what we just watched is him picking up the girl and we're like Oh, it makes sense that they wouldn't show him strangling her to death on screen. Uh-huh. That's really grotesque. He even he says strangle. Like he makes yes. a point to his boss. He's like, yes, I strangled that little girl. Yes. And the girl, they find her body and she is dead. Or She's they- the only character in this whole movie that dies is the six-year-old girl. His sister. Yeah. He, he dreamed that his Yes, keep died. that in mind, especially with what we're about to get into. Keep in mind that this little fucking weirdo kid is dreaming this shit. Oh, yeah. Because another thing that happens while they're on the little Skype calls, he's like, I'm going to kill all of you. And he's like, I need to I need to meet with you. And he's like, I'll, I'll meet only with Allison, who's like the sister, the, 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 older, the older sister. sister. And, and they're like, like, what? No. And he's like, it has to be her. And he literally says, show me all of you on, on the screen. And they go about one by uh-huh. one. And then he's like, and one of you spreading your butt and one <laughs> of you in the shower. and one." <laughs> go back. Wait, pan down. Take your <laughs> shoes off. No, he like, he's like, go back to Allison. Go back to that human. Uh-huh. And he falls in love with her. He tells his boss, maybe we can keep. One human in a human zoo or something like that. And uh-huh. the boss is like, you mean to question the, the my authority? You must kill all of them. And he's like, okay. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't. He doesn't. Because he goes and he finds uh, the the older, the sister, Allison, yeah. and the, the dude, the younger scientist guy, yeah. have gotten married for whatever reason. That was insane. Um, and the, the gay one, the gay scientist. Yes. Uh, because they're about to have a little sex little fuck scene yep uh which in the 50s is basically just he takes his shirt off and they're kissing and they kiss um and then roman throws him off a cliff because of this he shows up and he's like no <laughs> he's roman's just an incel he's like but why do girls only w- want assholes who walk all yeah. over the nice guys finish last yeah and he <laughs> fucking kills this guy. He kills the then guy. he knocks her out ties her up and takes her to his cave where it is heavily implied that if the scene continues with him uninterrupted, yeah. he is going to assault this. Yeah, woman. it was. Um, he like rips her dress off. It was really uncomfortable. It was. It was such a weird shift. It was like the fifties. I was like, "What the fuck is it?" The sh- the haze coat is active right now, and <laughs> I know. I know this guy is surely gonna get punished. Yeah. But like, yeah. what the fuck? But like, why are we watching this? And why is the kid dreaming it? Is fucked up pervert. Um, yeah, yeah. Why is the kid dreaming about his sister getting tied up and stripped by a gorilla robot man? Yeah. So then the kid wakes up. It was all fake. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think he kills Roman, right? I don't even remember how he ends. I don't remember what happens to Roman. Yeah, um, I, I know that there's something that brings the dinosaurs back. Yeah, so then it's like, I think he wakes up from the dream, so it's like the dinosaurs come back, and it's uh-huh. the same unedited clip of the puppets fighting. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, so we were like, okay, now the dinosaurs are for real, and they weren't for real. So then he wakes up, and it's the whole Wizard of Oz situation where he's like, it was, and you were there, and you, you were there. Were, and you were there. And and that I think that's it. I don't yeah. really remember anything else happening. They if walk can, off and then it goes the end. All of this happens in an hour and ten minutes. Uh-huh. God, I love how movies from this time get in and get out. Uh huh. So Max, what's up? What do you think about this movie? It was garbage, and uh-huh. I really loved it. Like I was nice. so obsessed with it. I want that helmet i also i really love the aesthetic of space in the 50s like just what Mm. people thought of space like during the space race like sputnik and all like the shiny tinfoily stuff and Mm -hmm. like before you know i don't know before like 69 like the moon landing and everything like that how like that aesthetic is so 
captured in its own way. Like the 50s version of space is really cool to me. I used to read a lot about about space operas and about like pulp fiction, not the movie, the genre mm-hmm. um, of space in the 50s. And in Stephen King's memoir, I remember him talking about how as a kid he would watch like really bad like B movies like this whenever he was a kid and would just go and watch so many of these and they would all just blur into his mind because they were all just trash Uh but it's so much fun it's like a real genre that people really like to make and yeah i'm sure it was so much fucking fun to like make this Mm -hmm. but i really do think that there was i don't think they were setting out to make a trash movie like it it, which adds to the charm Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah yeah. so so i i think i really enjoyed it hell yeah what do you think about it i the you know (laughs) I thought it was interesting to watch. Yeah. Um, I thought there were several bits where I was like, oh, that's a cool idea. Um, <laughs> and I thought it was bad. Um, how many uh, little space helmets out of 10 would you give this? Um, I would give it six. Okay. Yeah. I would give For it two. M- nice. Well, did you know that although the movie posters say, quote, moon monsters, the Roman tells people that he is from the planet... The moon? Roman. He's from the planet Roman? He also says the moon, I swear to God. Ah. In the movie posters, Roman is shown with a skull face, which I remember that. Uh-huh. In the film, he has a simulated man's face, vaguely seen as though through gauze. I feel like surely it's not that simulated, right? Knowing what we know about the budget. <laughs> yes. Topping many lists of worst movies ever made, including its inaugural appearance in the Golden Turkey Awards, Robot Monster did make one noteworthy achievement on the positive side. It's the longest trivia ever. (laughs) It made the east side of the Bronson Caves an icon and and used the surrounding canyon walls better than most other films shot there. Okay. And... IMDb, sure. IMDb asks me, is this interesting? Is yes this interesting? Or no? <laughs> <laughs> and I have to sign in to say no. Yeah. Um, let me see if, yeah, it was, this was of the most lucrative movies of its day with a box office of more than a million dollars. Whoa. Of 20K. And they couldn't even afford to buy a fucking robot costume. I know. Now they can buy a billion. Yeah. The, now they could buy upwards of like five. Again, they keep saying like, uh, the film was shown in 3D. His first 3D movie, 3D, 3D, and I'm just like, what does that mean to them? Like, maybe it was. I th- I think 3D's been around for a long time, right? But like, w- what is does it stick out? Like, how is? Because the, the what I imagine 3D as is like it, you know, expands beyond the screen in theory. Like the uh-huh. the shots come out, but. And then it says MTV showed the film in its originally 3D format in 1984. MTV offered 3D viewing glasses by mail order ahead of the broadcast date. Yeah. So I did not know that was even a possible. I didn't know they could do that back then, like in the 50s. Uh huh. So uh, that's just so interesting to me. Really, really interesting. Um, now, let me see if there's any other cool stuff. The film was shot entirely outdoors, which actually was kind of interesting. It was like midsummer. Mm hmm. <laughs> And there's nothing else in the trivia. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's all about that. Um, there's a robot monster. Wait, I want to I wanna vamp for a bit. I want to see if there's any did you knows, any goofs. Okay. Um, yeah. Something else that happens in this movie. Um, they keep using this Skype call thing. He's like, he's like videoing with the family, right? Yeah. And this is something that always annoys me in movies. This movie has a bit of an excuse because it's from the 50s. But the, sh- the video, even though we know that there's a camera that this footage is coming from, the video on his screen is, like, cutting around as if it is, like, being edited live. Yeah. Like, yeah, and yeah, there's, yeah. like, multiple cameras and cameramen. <laughs> um, and it always annoys me. Especially I the, the modern-day version of that is, like, when somebody is, like, there's footage that's, like, being filmed from a phone, and you can tell that it's, like, it is, like, crystal clear, like, obviously shot from like a very high quality camera when it's like yeah. hey it would be much cheaper cheaper and easier and make this look so much better and more real yeah. if you just used the fucking phone in your pocket sorry i get it's really okay, mad I forget about that did you know 
Yeah. Whenever whenever Alice is wait. Whenever Alice is supposed to be fighting against the Roman who is carrying her, the actress Claudia Barrett is enjoying it too much as seen by her smiles. Oh. Even the fucking trivia is boring. What a fucking unprofessional loser. <laughs> she should be fired. Well, I remember I was reading about it so that one actor is gay. Mm. Multiple of them, as with many actors in Hollywood, were deemed communists. <gasps> yeah. Their, their careers were ruined. Damn. Um, because they were liberal and like leftists. Which is so... Also, every time there's a gay actor in a movie, they show their chest. It's so mm-hmm. hot. I, you know what? I just really, really, really want to learn more about gay Hollywood in the 50s. It's so interesting to me. Yeah. Also, I <laughs> there's this action shot of <laughs> Roman strangling that gay actor and Alice like, <laughs> trying to fight it out. It's so funny. <laughs> he got his ass. He got his ass. He did God, got his ass. It was so good. Um, also, black and white. Is so crazy. There were multiple times where there were commercials for the Andy Griffith show uh-huh. on the streaming service we and were watching so, it on. Yeah, because we kept muting it when the commercials came on. Because it was we watched it on Tubi, which is desperately trying to feel and look like cable for some reason. Yeah, it's everybody so fucking loves cable, I guess. I yeah. don't know. Um, and so we kept being like, oh, unmuted, it's on, it's on. And then it was like, the Andy Griffith show. It's like, oh, yeah, the show that people watch whenever they don't want to admit that they're racist. Uh-huh. Okay. Here... I have some great, great, great shots of Roman. Oh my God! There's, there's a shot of him strangling the boy. I don't remember this in the movie where he's like fighting him. He loves strangling people. Yeah, it's like, are you like he's a so super handy. hyper intelligent alien race? Why are you strangling people? Well, he has a death ray, but they have to fucking cure the cure to death. And here's the shot. This is just like in Skinnamarink. <laughs> I showed Clayton the shot of him, the gorilla suit alien man, staring down the little girl before he strangles her to death. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Well. This movie's so good. Don't we want to go ahead and put a cap in this fella? Let's fucking do that shit. Let's put a cap in him. Um, Max, you get, Max, you gave it a six. I gave it a two. I gave it a big old six out of a billion. Mm-hmm. We've already talked about what we do on this podcast, so you're well fucking aware Let's take it back to the past, Samurai Jack. My mind doesn't go that far back. We used to go. We used to do it, and it was always fun. We we would go like five back, and and tell all the ones we did. But I can't remember yeah. anything past Baby Geniuses. Um, I do. What was it? I made you watch Robot Monster because you made me watch Baby Geniuses. Because I made you watch both the Tron movies because you. Oh, that's right. Made me watch. Fast and Furious 4? No, no, no. That was a while ago. Because it was Alvin the Chipmunk, something else, Tron. Mm-hmm. No, no, it was Chicken Little, Dragon Ball, Tron. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, uh, fucking the last one and then this one. Baby Jesus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. Good memory, man. Thanks. And so now I'm going to tell Max what movie we're going to be watching next time. <laughs> Max, do you have any mottos, any affirmations? You know, another word for affirmation is maxim. <gasps> That's true. I know. Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you, what do you wake up? When you wake up, right? What do you say to yourself? Uh, no. No. Nice. Yeah. What I say to myself, I wake up, I look at myself in the mirror and I go, Clayton, time is money. But wouldn't it be crazy <laughs> if that were true? If time really was money? Mm-hmm. Yes, it would. And if the price of coffee has gone up five minutes, <laughs> Max, next week we are going to be watching In Time. Woo-hoo! I have heard of this movie. Uh huh. The movie where time is literally money, and you have uh, you have your lifespan on your wrist. Yeah. It really is like those fucking like like young adult writing prompts. Yeah, it's like, literally. What if what if you had the amount of time you had left to live on your wrist and and every t- and nobody aged past 25 and you had to pay for things with your minutes? I will say I'm so excited to watch this. Me I too. I want to watch this so bad. I have seen this movie and it is fucking terrible and dog shit and I, I hate it. I can't wait. Um guys going to be so good. But I think but we're going to have fun. But in the time. meantime, I've been Sir Maxim. That's all you're saying? I've been Clayton Chapman. I'm humble today. Okay. And as always, stay, stay critical, critical darlings. darlings. Bye bye. Mwah.